The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. We're going to do it old school. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and oh look, grab your towel, the babblefish is here. Aren't you excited, the babblefish? Babblefish! I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosa. On this week's show, we have a roundup of the news that happened since the last time we got together to talk, and we celebrate National Cybersecurity Awareness Month by changing all our passwords and doing security stuff. Yes, that is the way to do it. Yes, that's how you celebrate this month. That uh, is indeed. No yes. gifts. Although, if you want to give gifts, that's Yeah, fine. that's true. But a lot of people just think October, it's Pumpkin Spice Month. Exactly. I'm like, no, it's National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Pumpkin Spice Month. By the way, that is a gigantic cup of coffee you have there. I had need of a gigantic cup of coffee today, ooh, so... Ooh. Yeah, you got a, a busy one today. <gasps> Why are we doing this? It's Comic-Con week. Shouldn't I'm, you be Comic-Conning? I'm on my way to the Javits. I just want to stop in. You know, we had to do a show because wow, we said ooh, we were going to be here this me week. There for so. a second. Wow. Now, panel's not till later, wow. so... Uh, okay. But, uh, but let's... Uh, let's. Do you want to do some news, or did let's you... Let's do some... Uh, you know what? We got to talk about the big event of this week, besides Comic-Con. Yes, there's Blade a, Runner. a Blade yes, Runner. The, the Blade Runner 2049. 2049, which I honestly think in the pit of my stomach is going to be terrible. Really? I are, don't know why, but I have this feeling. It's gotten great pre-reviews. I don't know. I don't know. You know the well, thing I know about, you live and breathe Blade Runner, so this I isn't do. especially Come on, let's one. be honest. Blade Runner is the probably the most influential sci-fi movie ever. I would say that, yes. And, it's, it's, and, and remember, I don't know if you remember, when it first came out, people crapped all over it. Yeah. It was like, what? The voiceover, blah, blah, blah. And then they had like 20 different versions. Yeah, he, he refined it more than Lucas did exactly. uh, with his properties. Exactly yeah. right. But, but in a good way. But it is still a fantastic detective movie. Yeah. It's not even a sci-fi movie. It's a detective movie. It is just fascinating. And the whole thing where you don't know if he's a replicant or what, and, you know, it's just an amazing piece of film. Yes, and so now we've got, uh, now we got 2049, 2049, Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford returning yeah, to but it's the... like, really, do we need a sequel? It, was the story so open-ended that we needed a sequel? To go back? Well, well, I know Indiana Jones, uh, the fourth installment, uh, the Indiana Jones nuke the fridge or whatever, right. disappointed a lot of people because Harrison Ford once again came back and revived another role. He did a little better, I think, with Han Solo when he, yes, uh, he did. returned to the Star Wars franchise. But on, do you have that fear, or is it more no, I just the think writing and just messing with a classic? I just think messing with a classic. I just think the story was done. Some things don't need to be kept going. Or milked for more money. Yes, or milked for more money, exactly. Yeah. And plus, the fashion, the style, the whole look of the movie has been so done over and over and over again in different films and in different parodies and things like that. That it doesn't even look original anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I, I don't know. I just have a bad feeling about this. Well, it's got, got a great got a director. And I, I hear people who've seen it say, it. well, some people did this. Uh, it's almost better than the original. I know that's sacrilege to you. Yeah, well, you I've know. read it in a couple places. But but you got to see it. And I think Black oh, Rudder oh, means I'm, something to everyone and uh, something different to everyone. And so you should see it and, I, and I judge it to. within your own context. I plan to. I'm just worried. It was. I was just like I was worried about the new Star Wars movie. Yeah, I was worried. But we had reason to be worried about well, that. Well, in my opinion, I have reason to be worried because it was such a singular, influential thing in my life. Blade Runner, all variants of it. Yeah, that it's like, yo, 
don't mess with this. Now yeah. you just met. You, now it's personal. So now you're worried that like Jar Jar Binks is going to be a replicant. Oh, Jesus, don't even start. You're killing me now. Sorry, sorry. Couldn't That's resist. Just mean. That's Let's just do mean. some news. Right, some we'll some news some will because uh, this was a lot of uh, producty things happened this week. Oh yeah. I know you like products. I do. I love products, especially the fun products, not the scary ones. Not but, the scary ones, right? But as you know, last week Amazon released a spew of new products for the fall season. They spewed, huh? Yes, they spewed products, and uh, this week uh, it's Google's turn. Really? They're spewing now? Yes, they are. Uh, now, we all know uh, the new smartphones are like the pumpkin spice of technology. Yes. You know, if it's getting to be fall, you know, they're coming. Yeah. Uh, and the, the Apple ones already came out. Google's Pixel 2 phone was unveiled at a press conference in San Francisco on October the 4th, as they promised in their billboards. They did? The Pixel 2 sports an all-aluminum body, a fingerprint sensor on the back, front-facing stereo speakers, and I guess uh, water and dust resistant is now pretty standard these Get days. Get to it. Get to it. Following Apple's lead, there is no 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. Son of a. Yeah, no. uh, yeah, yeah. What what you said there, um, and uh, you got to connect your cans via USB C here with this one. Well, you so. don't think can do what my can't? No, yeah, no, yeah, just, like, yeah you know what? Yeah, I got my, it. I got your cans right yeah, here. Yeah, okay, fine. All right. Yeah, so uh, son of. The move Jeez. away from the – how much space did the 3.5 take up? Because everyone is just it's like ridiculous. throwing it overboard. It's just ridiculous. Now, uh, the Pixel 2 uh, does have a curved OLED display, and you get your choice of two screen sizes, say 5-inch or the XL 6-inch screen. And while it may uh, be an unfortunate similarity uh, to Mad Men, if you want your personal assistant's attention, you just squeeze. Uh, oh. No, you squeeze the side of the phone Hello. and the Google Assistant comes up. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought of was like, oh, the, all of those – Creepy old office dudes in like the sixties, you know. Yeah, so was, so that that was that's bad. On you know me. what? There, there are a lot of them still around. <laughs> yeah, sorry, creepy old dudes. Um, no offense. Yeah, hands off. But yes. but in this in the case with the Google uh, phone, you you gently squeeze the sides of the phone. Just, we saw this in the HTC yes, we do. U11 though. Yeah. So this this is a, a feature that has been transferred. JD JD, what? Ask me if I'm going to get it. Are you going to get it? Heck no! It's it's the it's headphone jack and the headphone jack. They screwed it up. Well, well, let me tell you more about the specs, just to make sure your decision is final Fine. here. Fine. So we've got the Squeezy Assistant that <laughs> pops right up. The uh, price is that is, the technical name, Squeezy Assist? I, I think it should be, nice. um, but I, I don't think Google will go with that because they, they focus group their own names. But um, the five inch uh, screen one uh, is going to start at six forty nine. The six inch extra large size will start at eight forty nine. They're doing pre-orders, and the shipping will start by October the 17th. But the thing that is really getting people's heads turning towards the Pixel 2 is the camera. The camera. It's all about the camera these days yes, uh, with the smartphones. The Apple uh, iPhone 8 Plus uh, touted its camera. The iPhone 10 still touting its, even though it's not out yet. Samsung's phones have always had really nice cameras. And so people were saying, well, what's Google going to do, especially since they've got hardware now? Mm-hmm. They've they got yeah, the yeah, yeah. HTC going over there. It's getting raves from the photo pros, and now instead of using two rear cameras to get the classic portrait mode like the iPhone Plus do, yep. they have the two, and then, and then they do the the sort of a blurry background with the sharp portrait and focus. Uh, Google's engineers have figured out how to do that with just one camera, but better software. Ooh. So uh, that means you can uh, do a portrait mode with the front and rear cameras, and there's more room on the inside of the phone. Um, apparently not for an audio jack, but yeah, for a larger battery, maybe. So, so perhaps you get more uh, well, life throughout the day. Hold on a second. Uh, you know, okay. If I don't have to recharge uh, all the time, that, that might not be a bad thing. Free dongle? 
I hope that they have some kind of adapter. They better. for Because it's USB-C, which is probably a little more common mm-hmm. to adapt to than the Lightning port uh, that, that Apple did. But I, I'm sure there's a dongle in there somewhere. The Pixel 2 camera also uses uh, fused image stabilization to do both optical and digital stabilization at the same time. Wow. And it can also use augmented reality stickers in which you can drop interactive 3D models into your camera view. Now, if you drop more than one into the same scene... They can interact with each other, and Google uh, showed this off in the demo by setting up a Stranger Things battle between Eleven and the Demogorgon. Ah. So you get this kind of, you know, fun little thing you can do uh, with your AR in the phone camera space. Animated poop emojis? Uh, I don't know if Apple owns the poop or uh, <laughs> I – somebody's – there's going to be poop on Android. You know, there's poop on every platform. There's poop so. everywhere. There's poop everywhere. Yeah, I, w- I was sort of entranced because the – just the mention of Stranger Things made me realize, oh, yeah, it's coming out at the end of the month, season right. two. That's very right. exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. So so the people who were holding out for the updated Pixel phone, it's happening, then the camera's really good. But let's not forget other Google-powered computing devices. Okay, let's not. We now have the Google Pixel Book, which you can uh, flip and fold in four different ways to use it uh, in sort of various configurations as a laptop or a tablet, uh, including using the keyboard as a kickstand or a base. It's got a 12.3-inch touchscreen, mm. so so a little this, a little that. The base model costs about 1000 bucks, and it starts shipping on Halloween. But if you're saying to yourself, oh, if only the Apple Pencil worked on that, you know, I would be happy. Yeah. But you can't get the Apple Pencil, but you can get the Pixelbook Pen. Oh, good Yes, it's, a, it's another $99 fancy stylus. Oh, man. Google, <laughs> you're killing me. Well, it's got 2,000 levels of pressure sensitivity. Yeah, so do I. Yes. You don't see me bragging about it. Yeah, and then you're probably more than $99. Yeah, absolutely. Too, so yeah. I'm, I'm not cheap. Yeah, so. I'm easy, but I'm not cheap. Yes, <laughs> so, uh, all right, so so no no $99 no. pixel pen for you? No. Yeah, mm-hmm. all right. Well, uh-huh. it, for people who are intrigued, maybe artists Why, You know, seriously, they couldn't just go in a different direction. They have to copy Apple? I think they're seeing... What the? Well, I think the whole stylist thing, too, with, with like medical and places where people have to take notes on a tablet. Wasn't the whole point with the whole finger thing that we got away from styli? That was the original point, and then we've come back to styluses. What what would it be? Styli? Styluses. Yeah, I guess it depends on yeah. yeah, Stylum. That would be one, right? Stylum. Yeah. Steakums. Yes. Now I'm all hungry. Yeah. Now a cheesesteak. Sorry about that. Um, I'm off the rails. uh, I know, but but we almost lunch time. I'm hungry, but uh, well, remember when the first tablet computers came out and they had. A stylus, you know, yes. came with it and like those giant Windows tablet PCs mm-hmm. and, and it was like dragging around your own tombstone. Yep. But they had the stylus because you needed it to, they did not have finger sensitivity on the screen. But they were weapons grade. Yes, they were weapon grades and you can smack somebody on the yes, train and they can. would get out of your way. Absolutely. But, uh, and Apple said, you know, no, we don't want, you know, to drag that around. It's just a stick that gets <laughs> yeah, lost. Of course. So there was the, the wave of, of all touch. Right. And then I think people said, well, sometimes you kind of need a pointy stick to do very precise Selections. Now we're getting things. into Monty Python territory. Yeah, it's so, pointed stick. Yes. So so that so then the the pointy sticks came back, and right. then Apple said, "Well, if you're going to have a pointy stick, we're going to make a hundred dollar one, and it's going to be like really super sensitive for artists, and they can do all of their creations on there." So it's the pointed stick wars. Yes. Yeah, so so, so yes. Yeah, so now we're he- we're heading back into to the stylus world. So for people who want it, it's there. It's not a mandatory thing, and it's it's an optional hundred dollars on top of the thousand that maybe you spent on a Pixel Book if you bought one. I'm done. I'm done. That's it. I'm yeah. Done. All right. No, no sticks for you. Um, no for me. But uh, now Google Home. Google do you remember Home. We, we often make fun of it because it yes, looks like do. a Glade air freshener. It um, does. It really does, folks. It really does. Yeah. Well, well they're, I guess they, they 
had to know Amazon was working on all of these Echo devices. Right. But uh, the Google Home has picked up some new features, including hands-free phone calls through the device. You can currently uh, make those in the U.S. and Canada, and soon it's coming to the United Kingdom. Mm. If you put your phone number in the Google Home app, uh, your calls made through the home device will show up as coming from your personal number, nice. which is helpful if you have friends and family who screen calls. Yes. And if you have a house with a bunch of little home devices all stashed around because you just can't bear to be away from Google. Right. There's a broadcast feature that turns all those little speakers remotely positioned in your house into a PA system that you can make announcements through. So uh, say, for example, um, for the last time, get your shoes on because it's time to leave for school, you know, throughout the house. yeah. You know, Alexa's got to get – come on, Echo's got to do this because I need that for my kids. Yeah, yeah. It's a good way for for announcements uh, for everyone under the same roof. By the way, how united is that kingdom? I just got to, I'm just asking yeah, it, for a friend. It, it's questionable. It's it questionable. questionable. They okay, are uh, having some internal yes. uh, discussions yes. about uh, the exactly. state of that unitedness. Yes. Um, that is true. That is true. Yes. Yeah, so so we, the as of now United Kingdom. As of now United yes, Kingdom. Uh, yes. Updates nice. TK. But uh, also in the hardware uh, releases, the yeah. Google Home Max, which is a big old version of the useful connected speaker. Big gigundo version. Yeah, that's going to compete with Apple's HomePod. Yes. The Google Home Max, which makes me think it should be like a large St. Bernard, but it's really just a large connected speaker. <laughs> Here, boy. Yes. Uh, it can hook into your gear through an aux cable, uh, Google Cast, or Bluetooth. That's going to be about 400 bucks when it gets here in December. Mm. Uh, but, you know, it's your centerpiece speaker. But if you don't like big, you can go small with the Google Home Mini, which uh, seems to be taking on Amazon's Echo Dot by shrinking down the original, you know, sort of Glade air freshener shape right. um, into the size of a, a perhaps a small breakfast pastry. Maybe nice. you're, you're thinking, you know, that. Pop-tart. That, yeah. It's the size of a Pop-Tart. Pop-Tart donut, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, provides pretty much the same Google Assistant services uh, in the smaller fabric-wrapped shape, uh, but the low, low price of $49. 49 balloons. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, so there's that. Uh, there's a lot of people who are scared to get these Google Assistants, though. Yeah, well, it's— They're afraid of the privacy Yes, the, yeah. the data collection. Uh, yeah. They have, a, they have a reputation, Google, that is Alphabet. Yes. A reputation for that, right? Yes, for, yeah. for just vacuuming up anything yeah. you type in the search. Yeah. It's, Hoovering it, up since we were talking about the United Kingdom. Yeah. So, but I guess all the companies are doing that now. So, yeah, pretty much. do you just. Even we do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, you as get, of right now, we're hoovering up everyone's information who's yeah. listening to this. They don't know it, but. Yeah. So, I, I guess you just basically have to pick your Hoover. Like, <laughs> You know, who do I want? Wise words, yes. JD. Wise words. Yes. So, uh, so, so yeah. So, but yeah, you, you are correct though. Uh, there is some privacy concerns, privacy as concerns, they would say. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and in that vein, uh, Chromecast support is coming to the Nest cams. Uh, so if you've gone full on with Google to run and protect your home, and we talked about the, the Nest yeah. security system and all that. If you have all of this hooked up in your house, you mm-hmm. know the, the Nest security system, the you know, Chromecast, and and Google Home. You can tell the nearest home speaker to show you on the video from the Nest Cam in a particular room uh, what's going on there, and it pops up the image on a Chromecast-connected TV. So if you have the Nest Video doorbell and someone's at the front door, you can stay on the couch and say, okay, Google, who's at the door? Uh, And then it shows you on the TV if you should either uh, ignore the person or uh, get off the couch and let the pizza guy in. Okay. All right. It could be kind of Star Trek, you know. Google, show me the laundry room. Okay, fair enough. I can understand that if you're a sci-fi geek. But in reality, most people live in places where the front door is about 10 feet away. Yeah, the New York apartment. Exactly. I mean, most people I know. Okay, why would I need this? I don't need this. Yeah. I don't need this. I, I don't want this. I think they're maybe looking at larger suburban McMansion-y kind well, of see, that's multi-room also, dwellings. That also concerns me then. How bad are these suburban neighborhoods that they need all this <laughs> surveillance and, you know, what is going on out there? 
And we when we talked about the wildlife, it gets pretty I, rough. You know, there. it's apparently it's dangerous to be living out in the suburbs. Yeah. Why would I want to? I got to set up some sort of home security system well, with you, like drones and well, stuff. We got friends in the Pennsylvania mountains. Do they ever have bears come? Mm, yeah, they got the bears, but they don't have like drones and lasers like shooting at them from so, the. So if from, they hear someone shuffling around on the front, there's somebody at the front door. Let's see if they it's like a, every other American. They grab their shotgun and open up the porch door. Well, here you can stay on the couch and say, "Google, show me the front door." And it's like, "Oh, and look, order a it's pizza. a bear." And order, yeah, look, the it's bear, a bear ate the pizza man. <laughs> oh, it's a bear. I need honey. Yeah, Google Dot or whatever, Amazon Dot. Boom. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Seriously. Yeah, we still got to work out the uses for this thing, but but Google seemed to think people needed it. You know what's um, going to happen when the zombie attack happens? When the zombie apocalypse comes, it's we're going to be dead. on your Chromecast. We're all dead because no one knows how to do anything now. That's true. Our Once the grid goes out, we're screwed. Yeah, our survival skills. Yeah, probably just not don't so much them. anymore. Google also announced a handful of other products, uh, including a new Daydream VR headset that's got a wider field of view. And and this may interest you. Hmm. Google Pixel Buds, which are $159 wireless earbuds. We kind of know that sales model there. Yeah. But holy babblefish and communicator badge, these things can do live translation for more than 40 languages nice. on the fly. Nice. You know, the universal translator they used to have. I'm Star digging Trek, that. Yeah. I'm digging it. And and the babblefish, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Absolutely. That was uh, one of Douglas Adams' most wonderful inventions. Indeed, so, indeed. So, so that kind of, well, if I'm going to drop, you know, 160 bucks on things sticking out of my ears, I would like them to be useful for communicating instead of just playing music. Right, exactly. so, so so that was interesting. And maybe they won't be like three dollars worth of cheap plastic. Yeah. Like and the, glue. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so like well yeah, it's got the software translation. Um but again there's probably privacy concerns there. But in the department of creepy and just how helpful is this, uh there's also the two hundred and forty nine dollar Google Clips camera that they also announced it's on the way. Oh Lord. Now this is a small camera that clips, get it, uh to your shirt, your soccer jersey, your scooter, whatever you happen to wearing or, or rolling around with. And it takes photos automatically through machine learning. So the Clips camera can recognize people and scenes uh, that were described as stable and interesting. You know, say you're at a party or whatever, and then just automatically start taking pictures. It's supposed to have a status light so people know that there's this robot camera taking your picture. But this sounds a little more invasive than the Google Glass because when you saw one of those people wearing these uh, glasses, you could yell at them not to, to take your picture. Right. And here, like, are you going to notice a little clipped-on camera just sort of silently snapping away? Um, I think there's probably going to be some issues with us down the line, and lawyers will have more video to subpoena, perhaps, uh, if there are privacy arguments. I'm hating everything about this. Everything yeah. about this. Yes. Yeah, so, so no Google Clips for you. Uh, no. I was going to use a no. naughty word. Yes. But we got a clean tag. So. Yeah. That would be a big N-O. Exactly. All right. So so that's sort of kind of what Google's up to this week. Let's move on to Facebook Facebook. News. Yes, Facebook. Yes, so There's is always that enlightened news. utopia of Facebook. Of course. Uh, Bloomberg and other outlets are reporting that the social network has uh, actually been uh, fighting rules for years from the Federal Election Commission since, I guess, 2011. That they didn't want to uh, share where their ad money was coming from, but had the FEC's regulations been in place, they could have exposed the fake Russia ads that flooded uh, the social network during the 2016 U.S. elections. So uh, Facebook says, no, we know all about transparency and we're, we're giving all of this stuff to Congress after the fact. Uh, but for the past six years, the company had asked the Federal Election Commission for blanket exemptions from political advertising disclosure rules, which I guess are in place for TV and radio and other media where they have to say, this ad was sponsored by blah, blah, blah. You know, that you always mm-hmm. have that disclaimer at the end. 
I guess the FEC was saying, well, maybe for online advertisements, there should also be a disclaimer about who paid for this ad. So maybe people can judge better uh, if they want to go with that message. But Facebook always pushed back and and said, no, you know, we have a self-serve ad business and those rules don't apply. And they didn't want to go with that. But even though some FEC commissioners had argued that Facebook should provide, you know, maybe just a little clickable link – just so somebody get more information about where this ad came from, but Facebook said no. So so now uh, look where we're at. I'm angry. Yeah, uh, just just throwing it out there. But but perhaps uh, in a related development this week, uh, Facebook also announced it's testing a new feature that reveals and explains media sources for posted stories. Ooh. And they had a little screenshot of oh, if you click here, oh, the Associated Press. This is a large news gathering. Or, yeah. yeah. So so they're they're doing it for the mainstream media, but but maybe not for the. Uh, advertisers of unknown origin. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so, but the still, uh, the Senate and, and Congress are having hearings on this. So, mm-hmm. more, more on that uh, probably uh, in a few weeks. I'm in my happy place right now. Yes, be in your happy place. Uh, mm-hmm. There was also a Senate hearing about the Equifax mess this oh, week. Oh, here we go. And uh, the damage that the credit bureau has done to American consumers with its lax approach to data security. Um, but while Senate hearings can be kind of dull things to look at, uh, you know, a bunch of People behind a table with a microphone. What are you talking about? C-SPAN. That's what we're doing right now. It's rock on C-SPAN. Yes, exactly. I, I personally enjoy it. Some people yeah. find it the, a little, like, static. But uh, this particular Senate hearing featured a protester dressed as the Monopoly man, <laughs> yes. uh, complete with top hat, monocle, and white mustache. She was awesome. Who was uh, sitting behind the former Equifax CEO. So, right there, Monopoly yes. man behind uh, yes. the, the, the now ex-Equifax CEO. Yep. The incident was organized by uh, the progressive nonprofits Public Citizen and Americans for Financial Reform to raise awareness of Equifax's forced arbitration clauses in their terms of service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which we – didn't we mention that a few I, I, We've talked about Yeah, they yeah. had some some rules there. So creative way to protest. You weren't making noise. You weren't yeah. yelling. It, the best screen grab, I think, of the week Absolutely. was the, the little white mustache in the top oh, hat. Yep. Yeah, so. yep, yep. But uh, getting back to more serious things, uh, you can't say the words epic fail without thinking of Yahoo in some way. At least I can't. And uh, here it is. Yahoo uh, previously admitted uh, to massive security breaches affecting a billion users a few mm-hmm. months back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this week, the company admitted, well, you know, we said a billion, but actually it was all Yahoo accounts <laughs> were uh, compromised. <laughs> That's three billion worldwide. Uh, probably not three billion people because I'm sure some people had oh, extras. Man. But three billion, pretty much every Yahoo account out there. Uh, and those... I think that also goes for their like Flickr and subsidiary properties too. Poor suckers at Verizon. God. Yeah. So uh, while Yahoo wow. uh, took protective steps for all users in December, like resetting passwords and encrypted security questions, um, it was uh, a little too late for some people. And, um, yeah, well, you know, get back to it. Three billion with a B accounts. Wow. So uh, you just basically have to ask yourself, why do you still have a Yahoo yeah, account? Seriously. At this, or, right. o, you know, I know O owns them now, the, the mm-hmm. Verizon. It, yeah, it's, it's just cut your losses. And I know yeah. it's a pain. you got to go – if you've been using this Yahoo account as like a login for certain services, you mm-hmm. have to go back and change all that. But And maybe, well, they've already got my information. I'm just going to keep it. It's like, eh, just get out. Just get out. Yeah. Sonos, this is an audio type thing. Uh, Sonos yeah. announced it was rolling out its Alexa support, taking that out of private beta and making it a public beta now for all uh, current model Sonos speakers. So if you have it, a yeah. current model... The company's latest speaker, the Sonos One, has a microphone built in uh, so you can speak to it like an Echo device. I guess they listen to our show because I mentioned a a while back that these personal assistants, these, uh, you know, like the Alexas and the the Google Homes and all that, 
they, it's the Sonoses of the world that need to worry. Yeah. And it uh, looks like they're fighting back. Yeah, they're they're partnering up with Alexa here. Yeah. Uh, I guess the private beta had been kind of going along, and so yeah. now they're yeah. opening it up to people who want to have really good music system and that uh, virtual system. Right. Yeah, there it's there. And finally. And finally. Space. space. In addition to being uh, Pixel 2 Day, October the 4th, this past week, was also the 60th anniversary of the Sputnik 1 launch. You know, that little Russian ball of metal up in the sky that Sp- kicked off the space race? Sputnik. I love that. Yes, it's such a... Great word. Yes, great word. Now, in case you haven't heard it, uh, the NASA site has an audio recording of the Sputnik satellite that was made at the time. It was the first man-made object sent into space. It was just beeping away, sending signals. Uh, The Russians were getting data from it. But everyone else in the world, and I think even, like, amateur radio operators could hear the beep of this thing going around. how did they translate it if it was beeping in Russian? They, they, well, they had Russian beep translators Russian beep there. You know, it, it was okay. very. You know, they, nice. they got linguists, and they didn't NASA, even need the. Yeah, yeah and they exactly. didn't need the babblefish. They, they had go. people who could speak Russian beep, but they they did uh, listen in, and they made a recording. And you can, I think, it can even be made uh, like a ringtone or a <laughs> noise. Um, yes, you read my mind. Yes, yes, we'll have a link to NASA's uh, audio clips download page on our site. Nice. Uh, and for those who are wondering, well, yeah, Sputnik went up there, but whatever happened to it? Like yeah. you never hear, like where is it now? Yeah, where is it now? Well, it's no more. But. Oh. Uh, Those Sputnik signals continued for 21 days until its little batteries ran out. So it went up October the 4th. I guess the battery conked out October 26th, 1957. It's a good run. And then the satellite itself burned up in January 1958 while reentering Earth's atmosphere, as things do. It's a little toasty. Little yeah. ball of, yeah, boom, gone. Yep, exactly, um, exactly. So, uh, so, so that was the noble tale of Sputnik. But look how far our space rides have come since then. Uh, at the International Astronautical Congress in late September, SpaceX CEO Elon Musk said his company will start focusing all of its resources on developing uh, their next massive vehicle, the Interplanetary Transport System, codenamed the BFR. Now, BFR, for those who are wondering... The B stands for big. The R stands for rocket. Guess what word's in the middle that starts with F? Uh, Fandango? Yeah. Big, big, big fracking rocket. Fracking, maybe. fracking. Yeah. Big if fracking If we go with rocket, the Battlestar yes. Galactica. There we go. Yeah. Nice. So, so the BFR, uh, and uh, he, they had video, and they were sort of showing, you know, how this would work. Musk also proposed that uh, the interplanetary transport system could be used to launch satellites, take cargo to the International Space Station, and even do lunar missions uh, to set up Moon Base Alpha. Nice. Well, he didn't say Moon Base Alpha, well, but a, a base on We know moon. that's what he meant. Yeah. He also envisioned uh, the BFR going anywhere on Earth in under an hour for about the same price as an economy airline ticket, uh, although <laughs> you don't want to lose your luggage uh, yeah. there. But uh, And then they showed, oh, look, New York to Shanghai in like 39 minutes or whatever. And they had all these theoretical projections mm-hmm. and some sort of conceptual video worked out. So he, uh, they were talking about that. And then I guess he's also making noise about trying to get humans to Mars by 2024. 2024? Not all that far away. No, definitely yeah, very, very kind of close. Yeah. NASA, though, has its own Mars mission in uh, place. Uh, and, you know, we've been studying and talking about some of their yes, prep for the, the Journey to Mars uh, missions. Yeah. And they are inviting everyone to participate. If you miss a chance to send your name into space on the Orion test flight uh, way back when, you can sign up for a boarding pass and have your name inscribed on a microchip that will be aboard the InSight lander that's headed to Mars in 2018. Ooh. Uh, we'll have a link to NASA's site where you can do this uh, on the web, and you get like the sort of little souvenir boarding pass you can print out, but uh, your name will go on this chip. And when this lander goes to Mars, your name will be rolling around with, with thousands of other people. Um, and, you know, could be a nice little directory for, for the Martians. It could, uh, yeah. they're looking. 
So uh, you have until November the 1st to sign up for that. And I think almost 99,000 people, I think, when I last looked, had signed up. All space nerds, I'm sure. Of course. But something to kind of get your name out there. I'm digging it, yeah. So we'll have a link to that and links to everything else we talked about in the news segment today. You can find all those at optechjam.com. Well, that was a lot of news, and since I have to get on down to the job at Center, yes, you do. Uh, we have time for just a quick, hopefully helpful hint. And uh, I'm sure hint, it'll be very helpful. Yes. Uh, well, it's basically, it's National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. We have this every year. Yes. And uh, for those uh, in the know, you know, you, you already know to go change your passwords, make sure your two-factor authentication is turned on, run account privacy checks that you can do with, like, Google and Facebook, and everyone has these sort of checklists that you can do to yep. make sure your account's locked down. That they do. And a lot of our listeners know this. They've already done it. They live it. They breathe it. For this National Cybersecurity Awareness Month, help someone who doesn't know as much That's about the tech. very nice thing. Yes, reach out. You, you surely have family or friends who don't have your mad tech skills. Go help them out. You know, maybe they'll, why, why does my credit card keep getting hacked or something? Just maybe help them lock yeah, down the machine. Don't, don't wait until they gently squeeze you. Yes. Like a Pixel phone. Yes. Just go out there and Yes, you know, be proactive. Them. Yes. And, uh, and and help out. Yes, so, please. But, but the Department of Homeland Security and U.S. CERT and all of the government organizations are very excited about National Cybersecurity yeah, Awareness get, Month. Uh, they get riled up, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the, and this is, this is a big, you know, consumer education oh, yeah. move for Absolutely. them. Yeah. So, so we'll have links to some of their uh, ideas about how you can protect yourself. They have uh, the Stop, Think, Connect campaign about yeah. being safe online, don't fall for phishing scams, all of that. So we'll just have some links there. But but the takeaway here is just help somebody out who needs a little tech yes, help. Yes, help them out. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. You might yeah. get a nice meal out of it. I know. Or, or yeah. maybe, you know, a little squeeze. A little squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> A loving squeeze. A loving squeeze. On that note. Yes, on that note, we should uh, probably sign out. Cause, comic-Con, Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to get on down at 7 train. You got to work it. Got to work it. Got to work it. Uh, but before we go, we must thank the bros. Yes, thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. Build something with the bros. If you think it, they'll build it. Yes. And uh, thanks to all our listeners out there yes, who put up you. with us, uh, even when we do stray into bad taste humor. Yes, um, we do. Yes, we do. Yes. Often. Yes. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Yes, yes. Uh, and and uh, we, we hope that everyone is having a lovely National Cybersecurity Awareness Month so exactly. far. Exactly. And it's autumn in this hemisphere. so It is, although it's like 90 degrees today, but that's besides It's global warming autumn. But, yeah, yeah, global warming autumn. Yes. But yeah, we'll you. take what we can get. The leaves yes, are turning indeed. anyway. Yes, indeed. So until next week when we're back with more, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. Everyone have a lovely week. Bye. Bye.